Put your glass on, get your bass on, cause you're a glass boss. My scars, my hair, my voice, my nose. The list can go on and on about the things that I'm insecure about. And I'm sure you can too. I mean, we're all human, right? Everyone has insecurities. But when it comes to listing things I'm confident about, I struggle. Why is it that I can easily name the things that I'm insecure about, but I can't seem to do the same with the things I feel confident about? Can you? I mean, are you confident? We at least try, don't we? When we put on our best outfits and pose for the gram, we're at least trying to appear confident. And our friends help us by encouraging and celebrating us. We tell each other that we're beautiful, but why can't we seem to find the confidence to believe it? Is it simply that we just don't know what confidence is? I'm Shakaya Monet, and today on Behind the Gloss, we're going to get to know the vulnerable girl behind the confident gloss boss. Gloss boss. Hey, welcome back to Behind the Gloss. Today, I have a very special friend and queen with me, Miss Sheila. Uh, I love her so, so much, and she gives me so much confidence. I think she is, like, the most confident person I've ever known, which is why today it's all about confidence. So, yeah, say hi, Sheila. Hi. Yeah, so thank you for having me. I very much appreciate it, and I'm excited to chat with you today. I can't wait to um, do my first podcast ever, so thank you for having me. Woo! When you hear the word confidence, what do you think of? Um, me, when I hear the word confidence, I think of someone who just walks into a room and you can tell they don't really question what everyone's going to think of them when they're in that space. They just are okay with just being, if they're goofy that day, great. If they're like strutting it, working it that day, awesome. If they're having a bad day, good day, they're just being that. Yeah, no, I really like that. And I heard that quote of like, yeah, confidence is walking into a room and not caring what anyone thinks about you. But I have to kind of fight back and be like, you kind of do need to care what people think about you, right? Like, to some extent. Well, I think it's natural to care, but it's like not letting it like have you in a vice grip where it's like the shock of thinking of what every person's going to think of things. Because I went through a phase in my life when I was younger where I'm like, oh my God, the, the little like, metal things on my pants are different than the metal things on my belt. Everyone's going to notice. And I was like petrified of even that. So at some point it was just like, I don't care anymore. I'm just going (laughs) to go in and be how I am today. If it works out great. No, that's good. Cause yeah, I wanted to know, do you remember like the first time you felt confident or even if it's recent, like when did you last? Uh, I was very confident as a child, like as a little child before like the world tells you how to be like I'd be that kid who was standing on the bench at the beach singing and not caring and just having fun and everybody look at me and people would actually clap and I was like oh this is awesome 
So when I was little, I had like all the confidence in the world. And then like slowly it got chipped away to a place where I had a lot of insecurity. So I remember this natural state of confidence. And then what happened as the world and different people put their lenses of how you should be onto me. And I started to feel self-conscious. So I remember kind of like the reverse happening where I remember when I stopped being confident. Yeah. No, I feel like the exact same way. Like not being afraid to try things and do things and just kind of brushing it off. And like you said, like the world starts talking to you or about you. And then that's when you start to feel it. So you also said like you remember the moment where you kind of lost your confidence. Do you mind sharing with us? What was that like? It's a touch personal, but I'm okay with it. So, cause I, I've worked through it a lot. So I had a very absentee father who was around just a little bit in my pre-teens. And I can remember I had a very awkward stage because right now I'm five foot ten. But wow. at one point I was like five oh. foot two with oh. the same amount of curves. So I was quite big. Oh, and it was gorgeous. very awkward. Like my body looked so awkward when I was five foot two, though, because everything was off proportion. Mm. <laughs> so and he made comments that people were only nice to me because they felt sorry for me, stuff like that. And it really got to the point I actually ditched all my friends going from elementary school to high school because I felt like, oh, they're only being nice to me because they feel bad for me. I'm holding them all back. I'm like this person no one actually wants to be around, but they feel bad for me. So I don't want to be that to people. And that was kind of what did it for me. I can remember like it was like the summer between elementary school and high school. And I had my little disco ball in my room and I was dancing all happy And then my dad told me these things and he was behind me and he was talking to my body, looking in the mirror and what I had to change and what was wrong with me. And it really stuck for a long time. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Like, I hope you realize that he was lying to you. And yeah, like, how did you, because I think you're so confident. So how did you get that confidence back? I think it's something that other people still saw in me that I didn't see in myself because it's like I would be second guessing things about me. But I think I still had that first step where I still had me. Mm -hmm. But then there were other parts of me that I was trying to rein in because it's like, oh, this is something that's a little bit quirky. This is something that's a little bit too loud. This is something that's a little bit too, too much. So it was like, well, what can I be less? And at one point realizing I don't have to be less or more I can just be how I am Mm -hmm. and I think that was the big turnaround for feeling confident and honestly it was people telling me they thought I was confident because it's like I didn't feel like I was so it was like wait you think I'm confident I'm like (laughs) huh I used to be confident and I think maybe if you're not thinking it still shines through Mm -hmm. it's only when you second guess yourself that you feel those insecurities oh my gosh exactly like I think similar to you, if I'm not thinking about it or if I'm generally just happy and having a good day, like I don't care what people think. And I think that's when people actually like me more. And the second I'm like, oh, I want to impress this person. I want to do this. I want to do that. Then I become like an embarrassment, honestly, (laughs) like when I think about it. You're never an embarrassment, but I get what you mean by you feel that way. It's like when you go out of your authentic self. It's unnatural. So you feel embarrassed because you're trying to be inauthentic. And 
I know that everyone tends to resonate better with people who are being authentic. And it's like, I remember going through phases when I was younger where it's like, oh, Sheila, you're a lot. Like, I'm like, yeah, I can be, I guess. Or you're really hyper. And it's like, well, you either hate me or you love me. There's no in between. That's okay, though. (laughs) Oh, and again, all these things that like people have said about you, I'm like, I love that you're hyper. Like your energy brings me up. Like, I want everyone to know that I see Sheila every Friday and that is the highlight of my week. Like I go through all week like, oh, you know, like with work and just all these things. And again, there's moments where I don't feel confident and there are people that may say things to me that kind of mess me up. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to see Sheila. Her energy is going to uplift me and like you uplift me. Like you give me confidence. So now I want to ask, what gives you confidence? Honestly, I think music. Like music and not even just the music that we hear on the radio, but the Mm -hmm. music of existing. Like, you know, when you're walking down the street and you just kind of hear like, like if you, I live near the beach, so I hear the ocean, but there's also the birds and there's like cars and there's other people laughing and talking. And it's kind of like the, the, energy of life kind of like invigorates you a little bit it gives you something like when you hide in your house and you're feeling Mm -hmm. depressed you're feeling down you kind of get disconnected from the things that make you feel good Mm -hmm. and when you get out and start like just kind of immersing yourself and like experiencing things then you can kind of feel like how you fit into all of it and then like you could be walking down the street and I remember when I was young and I was like very authentic me, I would literally like dance down the street if I had headphones on. (laughs) And sometimes as an adult, I think to myself, when did I stop dancing down the street? Like, when did that stop? I can remember times when I would like do a little spin or I'd like actually jump onto the bus bench and walk across (laughs) it and then jump down and do another little spin. So, or like swing around the, there's a, like, you know, the poles on the side of the street. I would swing Mm -hmm. around the bus station pole as I walk. And it was funny, um, a couple weeks ago, I was leaving work and there was this guy and he did that little spin around the pole as he walked down the street. I'm like, I love that moment for you because I remember that moment. And I'm like, I probably made him feel weird that I said that, but I'm like, it just felt like you could tell he was happy. I think a lot of what confidence is, is just being in the moment. Mm, Yeah, because I mean, like, I've always been told that I need to be more confident. And in a way that made me feel less confident because I'm like, what, like, what is it? Is this something that you get and just have? Like, I I didn't understand. And now that I'm older, I'm like, okay, maybe it's just more of a journey. Like, some days you have it, some days you drop it or you leave it at home. But it's something that you can kind of get back, right? Definitely, 100%. And here's another thing. I don't think they tell people you could be more confident unless they have a quality that's amazing about them. Because generally... When you're like a quality person, you're a kind human, you're, you bring like beautiful energy to a room and you don't see it, people will go, oh, you could be more confident. But saying that kind of makes you feel like you're a void of, you, you, you have a space and you're not that. But it's like, I think when people point that out to someone, it's because they see how like sparkly and lovely you are and they want to see you shine and know you're shining. Oh my god! And I think that's kind of what confidence is. It's shining and knowing that you shine as opposed to just shining and thinking you don't. Yeah, I actually had um, a friend say like, you shine, you shine so bright that it's blinding to others. And because again, sometimes I feel like you can feel confident. Like I remember going for things like I'm going to go for that job. I'm going to go out for this audition. 
and I'm confident I'm going to do well. And then I don't. And then that's when my con- like I lose my confidence and then I get scared to try. You know what but, I mean? But just remember, just because you don't get a certain role or a job, there are like tons of people going for it. And it doesn't mean that you weren't great. You just might have not been the first great person they saw that day. Mm-hmm. Because it's like when you are like experiencing people, when you're trying them for a role, when you're talking to them, if you meet someone you have a great rapport with instantly, even if you see a hundred other people and they're all amazing, you might be honoring that original connection you had. And if you had just been seen in a different order, it would have made all the difference. Oh my gosh. No, I love that. Cause yeah, you kind of have to change your way of thinking. And again, this is why I swear you just uplift me every time I interact with you. So like, I can't express how much I love you enough. I love you too. I love spending time with you. Like, honestly, one of the things that actually made me like re-question my confidence as a human is the fact that you say I'm confident and I'm feeling all insecure in a lot of things. Like I, I know I have my moments, but I'll be like, I'm like, people actually see me as confident still. I'm like, I thought the world stripped me of my confidence, but maybe it didn't. Oh, and no. just kind of reminding that that part of me is still there is a big part of feeling confident. Yeah, because I will tell you like the exact moment I knew you were confident. We were in a dance class and everyone's just kind of like following the teacher doing, I guess, what we thought we were supposed to do. And out the corner of my eye, I see you in the back singing the words, moving freely. And I was just like, I want to be like that. Like, that's so amazing. And like, to me, that's confidence. And again, when you're like doing your job and talking to people, like, Again, you just exude, like you said it before, you exude this happiness and this like, I'm in the moment and I'm enjoying myself. And again, that rubs off onto me. And it's like, okay, well, I'm happy too. I think it's about wanting to share joy in some senses. I think confident people want to experience their joy, but they also want to see others around them have joy. Because there's a difference between cocky and confident. And there's a difference between like, being conceited and being confident. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is that you're sharing the joy as opposed to wanting people to look at you. Yeah, because you know what? That's something I kind of also struggled with. And like my whole life, it's always been you have to be humble. So it's like, I guess I kind of mistook humble for being insecure. Like, you know, when someone's like, oh, you look nice today. And I'm like, oh, I just threw this on or oh, I got this on sale or I haven't slept like why am I like you know bringing down the compliment and it's like dude just take the compliment and that's something a lot of people struggle with too yeah do you think it's like a woman thing or I think it's I don't think it's just a woman thing because I've seen men not take compliments well too like you'll see them blush or they'll be like oh no it's no big deal it's just mm. what I was doing like they'll brush it off too I think it's a societal thing almost like I do mm. feel definitely women do it more But I feel like a lot of the time there's something where we're trained that we're not allowed to own a compliment. And then you have to understand, too, whenever you give someone a compliment, they go, no. What does it feel Mm. like when someone rejects your compliments? Mm. Because it's like it's almost like they're questioning what you think when they go, oh, no, but thanks. It's like, (laughs) no, really, you are. So it's like I had a time where I would go, no, but thanks. And I remember this, um, this he was, a, he was a friend's brother. He's a little bit older than us. He goes, Sheila, you have to say stop saying no, but thanks whenever someone says something nice to you. He goes, because it's kind of insulting. If someone notices you're doing something and they say, they take a moment to, to 
let you know because it's okay to just admit that you've done something good like mm-hmm. you're allowed to do things good without feeling like you have to say no yeah and but thanks like you're still thanking the person for noticing something but you're denying that that good element of you that you deserve to feel good about yeah and I think it's also that thing of like if someone says something good we don't think it's true because I think I'm like, why are yeah. you saying this to me? Like, what do you want from me? Versus if they say something bad, <laughs> then I'm like, oh, you're telling the truth. Like, I know. And again, I have to get out of that and kind of take it with a grain of salt. Like, okay, it's feedback, I guess. Because again, like between confidence and arrogance. So what is arrogance or being conceited? I think it's when instead of like just existing in the moment and being like that, you're saying you're like that. I think it's like, it's kind of like that saying when you were in high school and someone goes, oh, if you're cool, you don't have to say you're cool. Yeah. It's kind of like that here if you're advertising it. So it's like, if you're like boasting, if you're Mm -hmm. like making a bit like, and it's okay to own your accomplishments a hundred percent. Like if you win some kind of award, you should like, you should have that. Like, you should know that. You should say, I'm an award-winning da-da-da. If you're, like, doing a kind of interview type thing. But it shouldn't be, like, the first thing you say about yourself every time you talk to someone. So it's kind of like that line between how much you share your accomplishments versus how much you just kind of give it room to breathe. And if it comes out, you naturally talk about it. Yeah, because I like the saying, confidence is silent, but insecurities are loud. And, like... I haven't heard that, but I like that. Right? But again, I was kind of like, I like, again, like, I don't know how to be confident, kind of be proud of my accomplishments. You know what I say? Like, I. And you should be proud of them. Like, you have to own them. Like, I think it's like when you, for example, like, when you look at different people's uh, profiles and you can see that they've got accomplishments on their work, on their like work websites, it's good. And then, like, documents on the wall, that kind of stuff is not being arrogant. And that's showing your hard work. Yeah. But it's like, if you're like basically like the for for example if someone else is talking about their accomplishments and the first thing you are quickly to do is to talk about all of yours mm. that's kind of arrogant because it's like you're making it a competition so perhaps it's the competition element when you're arrogant when you're arrogant you're not just sharing to share you're sharing to one up someone that's true i think the main difference between cockiness and arrogance compared to like confidence is that when you're being arrogant, it's more of a competition-based sharing. Because when you're confident, you're proud of your accomplishments. And you deserve to be proud when you've worked hard for something. But then there's also, like, say someone else is having a moment or sharing something, and you want to one-up them. Like, you'll notice a lot of people who are arrogant, they're going to be wanting to be better than the other people, as opposed to just, like, sharing their successes. And also, you can tell when someone walks into a room who's arrogant, they kind of act like they, they're they better than other people. Mm. It's that kind of idea that their accomplishments make them better. Because in reality, it doesn't matter what you've accomplished versus what you haven't accomplished. Because in life, we're all given a different starting point. So if someone could be much better at a lot of things, but because they had a different life that got them to the start at a completely different timing they're not going to achieve as much as someone else. Mm-hmm. So it's like to compare yourself to someone, 
it doesn't mean you're better. So a confidence person is never feeling better than someone else because they recognize we all have a different journey. Whereas an arrogant person thinks their whatever they have has made them better than everyone else in the room. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think you do kind of pick up on those energies like as soon as someone walks into a room, which is kind of crazy because have you ever been in a situation where you think someone is confident and then you later on find out, oh, no, you're not confident. You're just really like cocky and arrogant. Definitely, definitely. Because <laughs> it's like the more you get to know that person, the less attractive they are. Like you could meet someone and think they're wonderful at first. And then as you get to see them behave, all, all of a sudden they're not beautiful anymore. And not even just in looks, the way they move, the way they talk, the th things that at first were striking are no longer that. And that's kind of like the difference between confidence and, and arrogance. An arrogant person they will show that it's more of an ugly success than a joyful one. Yeah. And I don't know, I think confidence is sexy. You know what I Definitely. mean? Like that, because I feel like especially as women, it's like, oh, we have to look a certain way. We have to have our hair and this and be this shape. And it's like, no, you just have to be confident and just, yeah, own who you are. And like we keep saying, be happy and be interested in other people as well. Don't be selfish and conceited. Oh, uh, definitely. Because it's the selfish aspect, the competitive aspect. And I can remember when I was younger, people used to go, what makes someone attractive? They, they were, of course, talking about what guys I liked. And I'm like, well, it's not really like how he looks so much. It's like how he walks into a room. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you know what? When I was younger, I would actually mistake being loud for being confident. Like I thought that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Right. Like if you're making noise, if you're not afraid of the attention and I will admit, I think then I started to kind of like just be loud, just to <laughs> appear like I was confident. And then it was like, well, if you really looked at what I was saying and like my actions, you could definitely see like, no, they were just insecurities that I was trying to like play off as a joke, you know? Yes, because like people will often play things off as a joke when they're a little bit insecure of how they're received. Like yeah. in those moments when someone says something and they realize that it didn't like work with the people in the room, often people go, oh, I was just kidding. Mm -hmm. Instead of go, instead of owning like, oh, I thought that I didn't realize that wasn't I, like because when you go, you're kidding. People often automatically start thinking like, well, were they kidding? <laughs> Yeah, and I don't I don't like those jokes. I'm like, no, don't kid with me, don't joke with me. <laughs> tell tell me exactly what you feel. But No, I'm told I'm too literal. Like I've actually had the nickname Miss Literal because I do <sighs> apparently I don't always get jokes. <laughs> oh. But I mean I kind of like it because it's like you know what it is. Because there are some people they I guess talk in like such a monotone or it's like such a dry humor that there are some jokes that I'm like, are you are you joking with me or are you being serious? Like, I oh, don't yes, even know. The sarcasm. The sarcasm. I have friends like that. I have friends like that. And I'll be like, uh. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. I was kidding. I did not mean that. I can remember being like, it was very popular when I was in high school to call your friends bitches or sluts or mm. like say, shut up. Yeah. And it was like, people go, shut up, Sheila. And I'd, be like, I'd get quiet. Like, no, 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 no. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it's difficult. 
I can remember this one girl. She would go, shut up, Sheila. And I'd be like, <gasps> and she's like, no, 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 no. Like, you're not supposed to react to that. We're being silly. But Just I'm, like, yeah. she called me a bitch. Like, like right now, call me a bitch. And I'm like, I don't want to call you a bitch. She's like, no, it's a game. It's, it's, it's funny. And I'm like, no, I just got her feeling. <laughs> well, because even in like the vein of jokes, like what do they say about jokes? There's a truth in every joke. Yes, I've said that a lot. Like whenever I've had partners who will make things that I think are not funny jokes, I'm like, that's not a funny joke. Like that's a hurtful joke. And then mm-hmm. if you're saying you're just joking, well, you shouldn't be joking about it. If you know it's something that's going to hurt my feelings. Oh, yeah. Especially if they know you. That's another like sensitive thing with me i'm kind of like if you know me or you say you love me like you do act like it like you know what i find funny and you know what i don't and like that's a don't but yeah um like self-deprecating jokes do you like i again i would think that that was being confident because it's like you get to you're kind of poking fun at yourself but then this is true you gotta laugh at it if you can't fix it but at the same time it's also you can see you're hurting yourself, so it kind of has a line like where you're where you're crossing it if it if it is funny or if it's hurtful, because putting yourself down is never actually good for you. Yeah, and I've literally had some people like I might you know trip and be like, oh silly me, I'm so stupid, and people will stop me and be like, no, you are not stupid. And it's like, well, I know that I'm not, but like me tripping was stupid, and I don't know because I feel like we're kind of in a day and time where people are really sensitive to jokes and I don't know, like, can I make self-deprecating jokes or is that really hurting well, myself? You know what I mean? Like, where's well, the fine line? You're definitely setting yourself up to be, anytime you're telling your, that we all have a, a, a reel in our head of like things that we say that put ourselves down. So anytime we're engaging in that, we are chipping away at the good parts of ourselves without noticing it because we do it so subconsciously we're we're always quick to put ourselves down but we're very slow to put our bring ourselves up so while it could be just a joke it also doesn't line up with those narratives that you tell yourself that are the mean things you tell about yourself Mm -hmm. because if it lines up with those it's definitely going to hurt you in the long run no that makes sense but then because you were saying like we need to speak more highly of ourselves and then I start to feel like that's where I start sounding arrogant. You know what I mean? Like if I'm just kind of like, yes, I am intelligent. Yes, I am beautiful. I feel like I'm becoming arrogant. I feel like like it's not arrogance though, because the thing is, often women are not allowed to own their successes and their beauty. They're supposed to be kind of embarrassed by them or shame them by them. And society-wise, Women weren't always allowed to go to school. Women weren't always allowed to have jobs. Women weren't always allowed to, like, choose how they presented themselves. So when you, like, talk about your, like, your beautiful smile, your beautiful hair, your, the body you worked hard for, the clothes you choose to wear, you're allowed to enjoy those qualities about yourself. Because if we don't, we have to remember there were times where we had no choice in anything. Hmm. So we kind of have to enjoy this freedom and have to not, like, we shouldn't feel arrogant for knowing something about ourselves is good. Mm. Like if we, if we take the time to like take care of ourselves in certain ways, it's okay to enjoy that too. No, I love that. Cause that's so right. And I guess it's also like, maybe you don't have to 
tell other people like I'm intelligent I'm beautiful like you just kind of need to tell yourself definitely you You have to tell yourself that stuff because for a long time do you know what little girls were told Mm. don't act too smart boys won't like you I went through a phase where I had friends I used to talk with really um, very good vocabulary. I look at the word I chose there, good. I didn't choose a very (laughs) expressive, descriptive word. But when I was younger, I had friends go, curse you and your big words, Sheila. I had people literally bug me because I used words they didn't know. And then it would be like, I was self-conscious that the boys wouldn't like me because I used big words, because people teased Mm. me, because I talked in ways that other people didn't. So then I completely pulled myself down. Mm. I stopped using big words because people kept pointing them out. And it's funny because I lost part of my vocabulary because I did that. So it's kind of about how when we try to not honor the big words, not enjoy our beauty, not enjoy our intelligence, not enjoy our success, because society at some point told us, well, if a girl likes her appearance she's cocky if a girl has a good vocabulary and is good at math is good at science she's too smart we're not allowed to be those things because we're not desirable Mm -hmm. if we do too much so we can't be too much but we also don't want to be too little but we also have to do all these little things to appear the way society says we should to be confident But if we go a hair over, we're arrogant. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of deciding, do you want to fit into society's idea of what you're allowed to be? Or do you just want to be? And I think when you decide to stop caring about all those little details and just be, that's where the confidence is. Mm. Well, I'm definitely searching for that just being. (laughs) Some days I got it and some days I just, I don't know where it went, but I can get it back. But that's human. Right? Yeah, and then, because you were also talking about, like, how you were confident, and, I mean, you are intelligent, but other people were telling you you weren't, or were trying to, like, make fun of you for being intelligent. Do you believe that people are only kind of making fun of you? Like, they're trying to drag you down to their level. Like, why do you think I think perhaps I didn't see that when I was younger, but that does make sense. Because mm. do you think they were intimidated by your vocabulary or just by your essence? I've been told I am quite intimidating. And I can remember the first time I was told that. I was about 14 years old. I'm like, how am I intimidating? Oh. <laughs> and I kind of laughed. But I'm like, I didn't understand it at all. I'm like, me intimidating? <laughs> oh, so if someone called you that now, do you take that as a compliment? Or like, are you still conflicting with it? It depends on the context. Like, um, if, for example, it's because I can tell that they're, like, scared. Because I'm five foot ten, So I kind of learned as I've gotten older that if I talk loudly or show any flares of anger, I can be intimidating just because people have told me I'm intimidating. Now I try and rein in um, too much energy when I'm in a negative headspace. Not mm-hmm. because I'm afraid I'm going to be mean to someone, but because... I don't want them to feel uncomfortable because I am, I'm big. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause I guess it's never what you say is how you say it. I liked, um, you know, I heard a lady talk about people calling her intimidating and she was like, am I intimidating or, or are you intimidated? You know what I mean? Oh, I like like 
maybe it's not me, it's you. Like, again, those um, people were maybe intimidated because they didn't have the vocabulary to keep up with you. And it's kind of like, well, then why not just kind of own that? Like, hey, my vocabulary isn't great. Can you teach me some? Like, how did you, like, learn all this vocabulary? That's kind of crazy to me. I hung out with all adults because I was an only child. (laughs) (laughs) So I was never baby talked to. Wow. So I guess that works because I've I've also heard about people talking about, um, you know, like you shouldn't baby talk children. Like you should just talk to them like normal people. So I guess that works. I think there's room for both because you still want to give them that like moments of love and sweetness. Yeah. But yeah, you definitely should try and talk to them like they're adults because the thing is we don't realize how much kids understand. Mm-hmm. And it's like I can remember back when I was a kid, I understood pretty much everything they were talking about. There were times my dad even said, you're raising me. And I'm like, oh, I'm aware of this, but this is not a good thing. You should not be proud of that fact. (laughs) And even circling back to like the whole intimidating thing. um, I don't know. I just feel like women always kind of get that label of being intimidating. We do. And that's the thing. I think whenever you're, you're doing something and you show you're capable, it does intimidate. So the thing is, why are people threatened by capable women? Mm. Why are people threatened by beautiful and smart women? Yeah. Or people who have all three of those things. It's like, why do those things make people intimidated? And it is that kind of like their own competition with you almost. Mm. And, and why yeah. do people who like, especially potential partners, why are they going into a, a situation where they want to be your partner, but they're seeing you as competition? Mm. That's not healthy at all. And oof, not. So if someone's telling you they're intimidated of you, you're kind of already aware that like, unless you're doing something scary, they shouldn't be. But that's why I said context is important because if they're intimidated by me because I'm dancing and I'm laughing and I'm boisterous and I'm okay with sharing my thoughts, whether they're like awkward and silly and strange or like, really like oh that's so insightful Sheila I I can be either side of it but it's like if they're intimidated because I'm very authentic that's a that's a red flag for me but if they're intimidated because I'm five foot ten and I'm talking loud and they're they they've had some experience in their life where that scares them that's okay (laughs) yeah well because I kind of I don't know I would take if someone called me intimidating I would kind of take that as a compliment in the sense of like oh maybe I'm just carrying myself like so confidently that again you're like you feel like maybe you're not on my level and that's something that you're insecure about but again that has nothing to do with me and that is what a lot of intimidation is it's like it's that idea am I good enough to be in this space with this person so it's like if it's a potential partner being intimidated because they don't know if they measure up if it's like people who want to be your friend being intimidated because they don't know if they would fit in with you for some reason they don't feel like they're on the same level but the idea that we all have to be the same is kind of um, like a miss but like the idea that we all have to be the same is a misconception Mm -hmm. because when we all try and be the same there's no room for anybody because it's like it's kind of like music when you're mixing music there's different frequencies and it's like you're gonna bring down this frequency to highlight this one And having everybody have their own strengths and their own weaknesses makes us better. So we don't have to be intimidated by anybody, really, because it makes us kind of like that when I was talking before about how what makes me feel confident is when I'm out and I'm walking around. 
I'm hearing other people laughing. I'm hearing the ocean. I'm hearing the birds. I'm hearing everything. I'm feeling how I fit into that. It's kind of like we're like a mix of like music and like we all fit together in a good way if we are accepting all of our good and our bad stuff together and just loving it. Exactly. Because to me, I'm like, there's beauty in being different because it's like, if we're all doing the same thing, we're never going to evolve and we're never going to learn. So I'm kind of like, no, be proud of who you are. Be proud of where you're from and let me learn from you. You know what I mean? Like even with this podcast, I don't want to sit here like I have all the answers. It's like in my short amount of time on this earth, these are my thoughts and my feelings, but I want to learn from other people because they have different experiences and it's, you know, like I'm looking at things in a new way and then I feel like, again, I can become more confident because you've shown me like a new way. And again, you're accepting and like, no, what you're doing is cool too, but I'm still going to do it like this. So I, yeah, there's just beauty in being different and being who you are. Well, and it's like, also that's kind of the, the point of life. It's to kind of see from other people's perspectives. And I think a big part of confidence is knowing that you can be flawed and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Like we all have our flaws and we all have the things that shine about us. And also knowing that there's no one right way. Like we all have a different way of doing things. And in life to get to something, we're not all going to take the same path. But if we're shooting at the same goal, we might all achieve that same goal at some mm-hmm. point. But we're going to have gone a very different journey to get there. And kind of like embracing and owning your own journey is what kind of makes you confident. Yeah. So it's so... I don't know, confidence is a lot, but I know we were talking about how um, when you were younger, you were so confident and how you felt like you kind of lost that. Do you feel like or even have moments where you feel like you're that person you were as a child or is that confidence lost forever? When you mentioned you wanted me to talk on the confidence um, podcast, I was like, huh, I'm like, I kind of thought I wasn't confident anymore. And then I'm like, well, I guess that part of me is still there and I just don't see it. <laughs> so I was, it was really funny because we've been discussing this for uh, a few weeks or even a month or more. And you're not the first person to mention they think I'm confident. And I always think to myself, me, really? <laughs> but I think it's kind of like, that's maybe the difference between confidence and arrogance. Mm-hmm. An arrogant person is going to think they're confident all the time. Whereas a confident person is going to know they have moments where they're not. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I think you can find it again. I think you can find that confidence when you look back or look forward and see that even though things have happened, you're still the same you. Yeah. And then, like, it's great that we can find it again. But do you think you have to fake it till you can make it? I don't think it's fake it till you make it. Like we discussed this the other day yeah. at dinner and it's interesting because for me, it's more like putting your, like making yourself a stand for confidence. Like you clear space for confidence to fill it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, so if you're having a day where you'd say fake it till you make it, like I've always said fake it till you make it because I feel like if I'm having a bad day. If I just tell myself it's going to be a good day, get dressed, do my hair, take my dog for a walk, maybe do like a dance class, even though I didn't feel like doing it. These things are faking it because I, at the beginning of the day, I didn't want to do any of those things. But by the end of the day, I'm having a blast and I'm happy. 
So it took the faking it to get out the door. But then as you fall in line with what you're doing, quickly the confidence spilled that and you are that again. Yeah. I mean, because I I look at it differently. And like you said, we have talked about this because to me, I'm like, I don't want to be fake. The only fake thing about me are my nails. You know what I mean? It's like, if I'm not feeling confident, I'm also one of those people like, I will just tell others like, look, I'm not feeling good today. And I guess that's my way of kind of like asking for help. You know what I mean? Especially I feel like I can go to you and be like, I am not good. And you will just, again, kind of work a little extra hard to give me more energy. And kind of like you were saying, you clear that space to be confident. And then again, it's like once I guess I have my time to like be in my insecurities or kind of, you know, just sit in whatever I'm feeling, then I can start to be like, no, this is a bad feeling. Let me get out of it. You know what I mean? Like we need, I it's think we need It's important to honor your feelings too. That yeah. is so important because like people don't always think about feelings as a temporary state, but if you don't let your feeling happen, it's just going to keep coming back until you do. Yeah. And that's my point. You like said that in a very elegant way. Thank you. <laughs> But I do feel like I need to address my feelings. And and it's like, why am I feeling insecure right now? And I think I have to address that. And then it's like, okay, now I can proceed and be confident. So, yeah, thank you for saying that for me. But also, you know, like in psychology, it's like if you tell someone they'll do good, they do good. But then when you tell them they won't, then they don't. Ah, this is why I actually like fake it till you make it. This is actually kind of important. The reason why faking it till you make it does have some quality, if we remove the word fake it, if you set yourself up to think you're going to do well, you will have a better day, which is why if you're feeling shitty, going out feeling like you're just going to have a shitty day, you're going to have a shitty day. But if you pretend you're going to have a good day and you like put your hair up cute and put some lipstick on and like go walk your dog and tell yourself it's going to be a better day, that's what faking it to me is. It's it's telling myself the positive things instead of the negative things. No, I like it now. I'll take it. I'll still, you know, feel my feelings, but then I'll fake it. Take the positive until you make it positive. Okay. We're changing it to take it till you make it. Boom. In relation to confidence, like, because we were kind of saying, you know, other people may give us compliments and that does help us feel confident. But is there such thing as relying on others for confidence? Oh, definitely. I went through a stage in my life where I kind of like, it was before Instagram even existed. So it was like a completely different type of social media structure. But I, in a sense, was in such a bad place in my head that if I didn't have someone tell me something nice that day, it didn't have to be even about how I looked. It just had to be someone had to tell me something nice or I, in my head, it's a horrible day if no one says anything nice to me. And I was like, and even walking down the street, I remember this one time, I was smiling at people. And all I wanted was for someone to smile back at me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no one is smiling at me. I smiled at 10 people. And then somebody, I smiled at them, and they gave me a dirty look. And then I started crying. My mom was in the hospital at the time. She had appendicitis, and her appendix burst, and she almost died. She went totally septic. All I wanted was for someone to smile at me that day. I needed... Like, 
that compliment, that yeah. that feeling of somebody sees me and sees mm-hmm. that need for that. And it was funny because I remember thinking to myself, I even said it, I'm like, you know, when someone smiles at you, it's just kind of nice if you smile back oh. and not give me a dirty look. Oh. And then the person apologized because I was crying, but it was like this horribly awkward moment I'll never forget. Oh. But it's like, I do think we can need others to feel confidence or feel good at times. And I don't know if it's a good or a healthy thing, but I do think a lot of us, if not all of us, go through it at some point. Yeah, I I think it is a healthy thing because we are all human and we all struggle with it. Because I'm more of the aspect of like, I love learning from other people and it's like, well, what do you do to make you feel confident or, you know what I mean? Like, for me, it's dancing, so I want everyone to dance. So I'm like, no, come to the studio. Like, it's okay if you're insecure about this. Dancing helps me. So again, it's like, I think you can sometimes depend on people because that's, you know, we're supposed to love one another. Like, that's what humans, well, yeah. I just will never, ever forget that day where all I needed was for someone to smile back at me. Oh. And I think one of the things that maybe marks a confident person is when they walk in the room do they look you in the eye and then they smile at you mm-hmm. and then the question is now is why are they doing that i just think you know this is just to hit me in the head it's like i was smiling at people because i wanted someone to smile back at me so how often are we smiling at someone because we need that that mm-hmm. that return of a smile back how often do we smile because we want to make someone else smile too there's two sides of that is it are you smiling at someone because you want to make their day better and you want to smile at them? I, when I was going through that bad time, I needed someone to smile back at me. Mm. But now when I smile at people, I'm smiling because I'm hoping that they'll smile back, not because I need a smile, Mm. because they recognize that I saw them. And perhaps confidence is seeing other people. Yeah. And connecting. I was just going to say, like, I think when someone is confident, like truly confident, that in itself can inspire someone else like I said you dancing freely and moving I was like oh if she can do it I can too like it's okay for me to move freely I don't have to do exactly what the teacher is doing so I think confidence is inspiring you know I think it does spread I think that's why they always say to surround yourself they they constantly tell people that if you are the smartest person in the room or the most confident or most successful, you're not going to grow as a human. You have to have people who have done, achieved, or seem to be more more comfortable with themselves to grow because we do look around the room for inspiration. And they also talk about when you have friends, you are the combination of your friends. If you keep yourself with a group of people without the same kind of goals and the same drive and the same things you want, of course, it's awesome to honor your friends you've had since like elementary school and whatnot. But at the same time, you have to seek out friendships with people that have like desires so that you can kind of grow. Because when we talk to someone, we get inspired. When we dance with someone, we get inspired. So if we never surround ourselves with people who stretch out of our our comfort zones, we won't stretch out of our comfort zones. Mm, And this is why you're so perfect for this. That was beautiful. And I really hope that that inspires someone listening to like leave a friendship leave a relationship if at the end of it after being with someone you don't feel more confident because that's what you're supposed to do when you're 
with people that are supposed to love you. Supposed to feel definitely, and it's like also like with like your old friends. It's okay, like when you talk about that person that you look for for inspiration. You're allowed to be the one that's inspiring your friends too. Like you, like that saying. It's a it's a balance. So you've got to if you're the most, I guess I don't know what word I want to use, but. If you're looking for inspiration, you should just surround yourself with people who inspire you. But it doesn't mean you have to give up on the other people. It just means spend more time with the people who help you grow. Mm, and uh, going back to that relationship thing you said, like, definitely, if people don't help you grow, if they're your partner and you guys are not growing and you are stagnant and it's not feeling like you make each other better people, because it's okay for you and your partner to have bad days. That's human. You're going to. But you guys should be growing in the same direction. Mm -hmm. And you should also be making yourselves a better version. Like when you're having an off day, they should be rallying to make you feel better, not pulling you down more. Yes. Are there any final thoughts or any advice that you just want to give anyone who at the moment feels not confident? Hmm. I definitely think if you're not feeling confident, you need to kind of like take a look in the mirror and remind yourself, you did a lot of awesome things. You've overcome a lot of shit. And it's okay to not be perfect all, all the time. Like we often don't don't really honor what we've accomplished and what we've been through and what we've overcome. People always see who we are in the moment, but they don't see how you got there. So all these things that have happened to you that were really hard, that you can smile today still, even though you experienced that, that makes you an amazing person. And that is a reason to be confident. And I think like when I was saying the idea that when you smile at someone, if, if you're looking for that smile back or if you're just seeing them. And I think that's kind of the mark of a confident person. If you're walking through life and you smile at people so they see you and you see them, I think confidence is actually connection. I think that's the difference between arrogance and confidence. A confidence person is trying to connect with you. An arrogant person is trying to say, this is me. Mm. Oh my gosh, just dropping gem after gem after gem. Thank you so much, Sheila, for again giving me confidence. And I'm sure you've given someone else confidence. And I did want to, on the podcast, let everyone know that they can donate to help Penny. Did you want to talk oh. about that? Oh, that's so sweet. Of course. So you have a GoFundMe, right? Yes. Yeah, we'll put that in the link somewhere. <laughs> I know this oh, that would be yeah, so cool. Of course. And before you brought that penny thing, I want you to put this in here too because mm. I just wanted to tell you something. You breathe life into a room. When you come into a room, you breathe life into it. You bring this beautiful energy that I always appreciate. Sheila, I love you so much. Like, I honestly cannot express it enough. Like, thank you. And honestly, like, I feel the same for you. And yeah, thank you for doing this with me. And again, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate your time. And I mean, I'm in no way, shape, or form an expert in anything, but I think I've lived a life and I appreciate getting to share my thoughts on it. Yay. And I'm sure you'll be back for many more because, again, I have lots of topics and I know like you have lived 
many lives and I absolutely love your opinion and admire you so much so yeah you'll definitely be back yay well thank you for having me and I enjoyed the experience I actually kind of reflected a lot which was interesting and I appreciated the time oh yay well yeah have a great rest of your day and I hope Penny is okay like she's still doing good right yes we're, we're cuddling right now she's a happy girl oh good she ate dog food today too oh. Good. Yay. I'm glad she's good. But yeah, give her an extra snuggle for me. And again, I will. She's a little fighter. Oh. She's kicking cancer's tail. Woo. Go Penny. But yeah, I know we all support her and love her just as much as we love you. Oh, I love you too. Yay. I'm so Thank happy. Me smile. I appreciate your time today and I appreciate you chatting with me. No. Oh my God. I always love your point of view on everything. You're very, very interesting. She laughed, feel the exact same way. <laughs> it's weird because I just feel like saying like ditto because you like took the I words out of my mouth. <laughs> I love how we're always talking and always laughing and it just kind of like makes like the, when we went out for my birthday and we talked for five hours and didn't notice anything was closing until I turned the music off. Honestly, like, oh my gosh, it really was five hours. Yeah. Yeah, but again, you're so amazing and just again, like your thought and you're knowledgeable. We need to talk about that. You know so much. And then I think I even asked you how you knew stuff. You're like, I was just curious, so I looked it up. It's like that's yeah. insomnia and reading. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you get some sleep and if you have time <laughs> then you can read. But yeah. Yeah, um, it's reading at three AM. <laughs> oh my gosh I mean it's bittersweet because I need you to sleep but also you're learning and then I'm learning so you know what was really funny about that I remember being with my cousin Amanda and she goes to me how do you know all this stuff I'm like I assumed everybody knew all this stuff she's like no they did not teach us this stuff in school Sheila how are you learning this stuff I'm like I read a lot at night <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well yes please sleep but keep reading yes well, um, on that note, I will let you go. Thank you for having me. Pause. My scars, my hair, my voice, my nose. The list can go on and on about the things I am confident about. Confidence doesn't mean that we have to be perfect or that we are perfect. We don't need to prove to anyone that we're beautiful. We just need to be proud of who we are. So what are you confident about? I hope now you can easily name all the things you feel confident about. Because as Sheila said, we deserve to feel confident. We deserve to enjoy our life, our body, and our choices. Thank you so much, Sheila, for helping me find the confidence within. And please, please, please donate to Sheila's GoFundMe. Her dog, Penny, was suffering from an aggressive form of cancer. Sadly, Penny has passed away after recording this episode. However, the medical bills are still high and donations of any amount will be fully appreciated. You can find the link in the description to this episode or on Instagram at the Glosswell's Guide. From me and Sheila, thank you in advance. One thing a gloss boss has to be is confident. So remember, if 
we can be confident, you can too. I'm Shikai Monet, and thanks so much for listening to the very first episode of Behind the Gloss. I sincerely hope that you enjoyed listening. We have more glosses and amazing bosses coming to you every Wednesday and Friday. Until then, put your glass on, get your glass on, cause you're a glass.